Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, there's been so much to cope with and to absorb during the COVID-19 pandemic that maybe particularly if you're close to this issue, it's something you're very much aware of. Perhaps it's slipped by, but there were no breast check exams carried out in April because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And this is in stark contrast to the almost 14,000 tests carried out in April 2019 alone. Figures for May won't be available until the end of this month, June. But as of now, breast check examinations have not resumed. The Minister for Health, Simon Harris, is confirming that all cancer screening services will be brought back on what's called a phased basis in July. But with over four months gone since the current restrictions began and little to no cancer screening services taking place across the board, what are the possible ramifications of this lack of testing. Well, we're joined now uh, by two breast cancer survivors, Breed O'Connell and uh, Juliet. Um, I hope I have my names right there. I do. And Juliet O'Connell, uh, good morning to both of you. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Thank you for having us on. You're very welcome. Um, Breed, good morning, Joe. just tell us a little about your own situation and then how you would put it in the context of this worry about screening. Sorry, is this for me? For you, Breed, yes. Okay. Well, the situation is that because of early detection, I had uh, only to have minor surgery and minimal treatment. Now, that was still a big deal. Uh, it's still a big deal when you were told that you have breast cancer. Uh, but I feel myself very strongly about the benefits and the necessity for early detection. And, I mean, for two very good reasons. One is that the earlier that your cancer is detected, the less invasive the treatment will need to be and the less stress it will cause and the less the less distress for the uh, patient and for the survivor and for their family. It's a horrendous uh, thing to be told that you have cancer and that the ramifications are huge and the stress and the emotional and psychological uh, cost as well as the physical um, re- results are very are very difficult to, to deal with. So that's the first reason that I think early detection is very very important. And the second one, then of course, and this would be, I suppose, hopefully in the thinking of the HSC, in terms of the cost to the exchequer. And let's, I suppose, we have to be realistic and realise that it comes back to cost in the end. Um, to pay for a, a more invasive treatment, a more long term treatment. And um, you know, more long-term recovery is costing a lot more than um, if if there's early detection and early treatment. So mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. what I believe. And, and Juliet, uh, what was your experience, and how has it informed your view? Um, well, Joe, I suppose I was diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2012. I was 41, and I suppose I was I had a sign or a symptom of breast cancer for 10 months before I was actually went the GP and got it checked out and I was diagnosed with stage 3 so I had a very um, aggressive form of breast cancer and I suppose for me um, Can I just ask you I mean was it that you had some awareness deep down that this might Mm -hmm. be a problem but you were a bit in denial initially? No, would you believe I had no idea of signs and symptoms of breast cancer the only thing I ever related breast cancer to being was a lump so I had no education around being breast aware or nothing. And to be honest, I had a rash 
running from my collarbone down onto the top of the left breast and I was putting pseudocreme on it. Right. And it was lack of education that I didn't actually go and get it checked earlier. So I suppose... But I would say there's a lot of people listening who wouldn't be aware even now that that's a possible symptom. And that's why I say to people, like, it's so important that everybody knows their own normal. They check themselves once a month. They actually self-examine. They, you know, they know actually, you know, what they're looking for, basically. I mean, I never did any of that. I had no idea there wasn't breast cancer in my family, which is really ridiculous to even say that because, you know, as a woman, everybody should be breast aware, you know. And for me, I think the main thing is that people check themselves once a month. They know what they're looking for. And immediately, no matter how small it is, that they go straight away to the GP and get it checked out. The GP is definitely the first protocol. They go to speak to the GP and the GP will send that letter in to their uh, local uh, breast care unit and, you know, you will you will be seen. I was seen, um, you know, I was seen, but I waited three months for a mammogram and I, I, was, I you know, I waited for a mammogram for three months and eventually when I got that mammogram that day, I was diagnosed there and then that day and I had stage three uh, breast cancer, HER2 positive breast cancer. So it was very frightening. So I totally understand for anybody that, you know, sitting at home, and they're waiting to go in for tests or they're waiting for a mammogram. It's it's very stressful for them, really, really stressful and, for them. And Juliet, with stage three, what was your cancer journey like? So it was it was real. I remember that. I, I'll never forget that day being told, you know, you have breast cancer. First of all, like I actually couldn't believe they were telling me this. I actually I didn't believe it. Like I was in complete denial because I was healthy, fit. I hadn't lost any weight. I looked like like every other day. And I suppose it was a huge shock to me. I, I, I just couldn't get over it, to be honest. And I suppose I had to go through, um, like, first of all, I had to have six months of radiotherapy, uh, one every um, th- every three weeks for six months. Then I had to have a mastectomy. Um, and then I had to recover from that. And then I had to have uh, six weeks of radiotherapy or seven weeks of radiotherapy. And then I had to go back every three weeks for uh, another drug like Herceptin. I suppose I did, I was very lucky. I went on a clinical trial drug um, called Lepasnev and it was through the chemotherapy I had to take this drug. And I suppose, like, I'm very lucky. I'm coming up on eight years cancer-free and, you know, I am very lucky, like, that I, you know, after being at home for 10 months with a symptom, I'm very, very, I feel very, very lucky, to be honest. And that's why... I want people to understand like that it is so, so important that they continue to check themselves through this pandemic and that they actually all know what they're looking for. And it's not just the lump, that there is other signs and symptoms. There's eight signs and symptoms of breast cancer and a lump is just one. Right. And where can people get that information, by the way, just if they want to take a look so, at it online? I work for Breast Cancer Ireland myself as an outreach coordinator. And I go around and it's a complimentary service and I educate as many women and men as possible. I cover the Munster area and it's a huge service, to be honest, and it's fantastic. I meet such fantastic people and I have helped a lot of people as well. It's amazing when you give the talks that, you know, the amount of people that actually don't realise that there is so many extra signs and symptoms of breast cancer, how to properly self-examine as well. I showed them how to do that. And then I suppose there is, go on to the Breast Cancer Ireland webpage, there is an app they can also download their phone, it's called Breast Aware. 
and they can download, set the date and time. This app will actually, once they download the app, a little video will pop up and actually show them how to self-examine. And basically, this is so important that they actually do this. I can't, you know, tell people how important it is that they oh, everybody should be self-examining once a month and checking themselves. Right. And if they notice anything, please, please, no matter how small or insignificant this is, go to the doctor and always get medical advice. Okay, we're chatting to Juliet O'Connell and Breed O'Connell, both breast cancer survivors. And I mean, you were saying, Breed, that uh, you got early intervention. And why was that? Well, to be honest, um, Joe, I I just found a lump. A lump. Mm-hmm. Like as Juliet said, there you never forget, you know, your journey. That was the first step for me. We were planning to go for a walk out to Curra Chase, and I said, Mike, we've got to go to the doctor first. So the doctor, as Juliet said, there, go to your doctor, and confirmed, and then we went and I got my mammogram and ultrasound and um, the biopsy done within a matter of hours, all on the same day, and. Again, I'm very struck by what Juliet said. She was stage three and she had an aggressive form of of cancer. I was told that mine was also aggressive, but I was caught in the very early stages and I had surgery straight away within within a few days, I think. And And isn't um, it interesting that in your case it manifested itself as a lump, which I suppose women traditionally think more about when it comes to breast cancer? Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's only since I I have had cancer myself that I've become aware uh, of the things that Juliet is saying and, you know, the other symptoms that one needs to look for. I think what she's doing is fantastic. I've never met you, Juliet, but I'm right. just listening here to what you're saying. What a wonderful service, especially in light of the fact that the screening isn't available. Joe, I was shocked when you said that this time last year, in April last year, there were 14,000 um, screenings done. To think that that service isn't available now is very concerning because it, it must translate into and people not being detected early. So maybe a way around that is for people to listen very carefully to what Juliet is saying and go on, follow the, you know, what she has suggested there in terms of looking, but also in terms of availing of the service that she provides in the Munster area and um, noting early signs. Can I say a word about denial? Sure. I I, I noticed, even to, you know, when I was asked to come on the programme, um, I I had a, something within me that just wanted to run away from talking about this or re- recalling my story or even, you know, thinking about it. And I'm, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there are women listening out there who the, la- the last thing you want to do is self-check or even feel for a lump or look for a rash or look look for the other symptoms because you you just don't want part of you wants to wants to not acknowledge the possibility of it. So I suppose my my message is just overcome that, just do it, do your self check as Juliet has outlined to you there, just do it, right. because doing it could mean that you'll go to your GP and that you'll either be detected early, especially when the when the screen checks aren't available. Um, or it could mean that you stay in denial, you ignore the symptoms, you wait for you know a while, maybe a little bit longer than you should, and then you need a more invasive kind of treatment. So I suppose 
you know, that, that's that's just my personal experience and of denial. Breed, as a breast cancer survivor yourself, do you have an understanding about why the decision was made uh, to halt these screening services? You know, I don't. I, it's it's not easy to understand why that would be the case at all because in light of, of other, you know, um, services that are being made available, um, I know that um, physiotherapists are back working. That involves close physical contact. Um, you know, there there is a, there is there is a necessity, I think, for a, for for screening for 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 all kinds of cancers to be brought back. Why why a phased basis? Why why would why would that be necessary to do it on a phased basis? There are things I don't understand. Right, and, and Julie, I mean, did you understand why the decision was made to halt and? this phased basis and are you confident that services will come back uh, in July and also that people, because we are sensing this a lot on the Limerick Today show, are prepared to get out and about again for necessary things like this? Yeah, uh, well, Joe, for me, I, I just think that, you know, all the services obviously had to stop because of this pandemic and stuff, but I'm very hopeful that this will start up uh, very, very soon. But I, I do really, really think that the GP is definitely the port of call. I think if people are waiting at home today and mm. the, the service, they're waiting for a mammogram. Or, and if they are stressed, which I know they are, and they're so upset, I would go back to the GP. Personally, I, I do think that anybody that's the priority is being seen, to be honest, in clinics. That's you my you do think that? I, I do think that I don't. I don't think people will be left at home, and if they think that it's a serious matter, and you know they they know what they're doing. So what you're in essence saying well, is that there is a way through the GP, a yeah. path for I, somebody who is worried that is almost alongside screening. Well, what I'm saying is that we have a fantastic service in the regional hospital, a centre of excellence. It's amazing out there. I can't thank them enough for all that what they've done for me. And for, for me, I would think that if you're stressed and you're worried, you need to go back to your GP and you need to see. If you are, the letter leaves the GP and goes in and it states whether, you know, this is urgent or not. I, I genuinely, hand in heart, think that th this service will start up and I think that people won't be missed. I think it will go, you know, that's my opinion on it. It's very, very upsetting and I, I can totally understand how upsetting it is for people at home waiting for these services. Um, even people like the yearly mammogram, like my mammogram is March, I probably won't have it until next March. And the way I look at this is I will check myself every single month, every single month, and if I find something, I go straight to my GP and I will ask, you know, the letter will go in and you will be seen. I just feel that, you know... The services had to be stopped for a reason. I don't understand. Like probably they need to start be starting up now. To be honest, and I hopefully in the next number of weeks they will start up. Okay.
Well, listen, thank you both very much as breast cancer survivors for talking to us uh, this morning, Juliet O'Connell and Breed O'Connell. And Breed, particularly, as you said, you were wondering, oh, should I come on or whatever? I mean, I think both of you made a big difference this morning because I think it's got people focused, it's got them thinking, um, it's got them examining themselves if they haven't been doing so, and yeah. uh, also uh, increasing um, people's education, particularly uh, women's, but not just women's. Uh, breast cancer men can affect well. men as well. Uh, about what those symptoms are, the, the ones we're all, I think we're all aware of, and then, um, as uh, Juliette pointed out, one that you wouldn't necessarily think of um, at all. But uh, uh, thank you very much for, for talking to us this thank morning. You. We appreciate thank your you time too. very much and uh, continued good health now to both of you. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.